All right, everyone, welcome to a brand new edition of Cue Your Cuisine. This is the show that wants to eat the world, not rule the world. So uh, here's what you're going to see today. Every week we're going to give a different cuisine from around the world. I'm going to start the show by giving you facts about the cuisine that are going to blow your mind. 425, my co-host Peter DeFeo will be on the phone. Peter is a world traveler. Uh, today's cuisine is Italian. So everybody loves Italian food. I love Italian food. Uh, so what's going to happen is the first 25 minutes of the podcast, I'm going to give you mind-blowing facts about Italian cuisine. And then at 425, we're going to have my co-host Peter DeFeo come on the phone. Peter is a world traveler. He's going to give you his personal experience uh, with Italy and Italian cuisine. 445 or 45 minutes into the podcast, we're going to have our uh, beer expert and uh, alcohol expert, Matt Maratea. He's going to call in, or we're going to call him, and he's going to give you the best alcohol to match your favorite Italian dishes. All right, so let's start with the facts about Italian cuisine. Uh, the first interesting fact is Caesar salad was invented by an Italian restaurateur who was living in Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> so, so Caesar salad is uh, a lot of times people uh, identify that with Italian cuisine. It was invented by an Italian, but it was invented by Italian restaurateur who was living in Tijuana, Mexico at the time. In Italy, they do not mix meatballs or chicken with the pasta that is served uh, on the side. Uh, so if you go to Italy, they do not usually mix uh, meatballs and uh, chicken in the spaghetti. Uh, there's a lot of tourist sections of Italy that will do that, but in general, they don't. All in all, there are over 600 different pasta shapes. So think about that. You eat pasta all the time, and there are 600 different types of pasta. Here's another interesting fact. Like I said, the first 25 minutes, I'm just rambling off mind-blowing facts about Italian cuisine. Uh, Peter DeFeo will join us 25 minutes into the show. Uh, tomato sauce was not added to spaghetti until the 1700s. In fact, when spaghetti was first, uh, first invented, uh, spaghetti was actually eaten by hand, which I found interesting. So tomato sauce wasn't, not only wasn't added to spaghetti until the 1700s when spaghetti was first invented, it was actually eaten by hand. Uh, in Italy, most Italians eat pasta as often as once a day. So if you're an Italian in Italy, they eat pasta very, very often. The main meal in Italy is usually lunch, uh, and then they have a late dinner. Italy ranks second in the world in wine production. Uh, that's why uh, Matt's going to talk a little bit more about that at 45 minutes into the podcast. Italian pizza in Italy is almost always thin crust. So if you go to Italy, that thick crust is an Americanized thing. They, it's almost always thin crust. Uh, Italian wedding soup doesn't even exist in Italy. Uh, Italian wedding soup is an American thing, and it was, doesn't even exist in Italy. Toasted garlic bread. You know how you always get your pasta at the pizza shop and it comes with garlic bread? That's actually more of an American thing. Italians might rub a little bit of garlic, but generally the bread is served plain. In Italy, cappuccinos are usually consumed in the morning and very rarely at dinner time. Uh, I know you go to a lot of nice Italian restaurants, they give you the cappuccino after the meal. In Italy, it's usually consumed in the morning. In Italy, is, it is also disrespectful uh, to the cook. They think it's a disrespect to the cook if you get a meal and you eat it while walking. So you're going to get a lot of dirty looks in Italy because they think it's disrespectful to the cook if you get something that was prepared for you and you eat it while you walk. That is actually a sign of disrespect. Uh, pepperoni pizza is not an Italian thing. It's actually an American thing. So if you go to Italy looking at authentic Italian restaurants looking for pepperoni pizza, that is an Americanized thing. It is not, it's there in the tourist spots. I was told that a lot of this stuff 
that I'm telling you that is exclusive to Italy is actually some places in the tourist areas might do it, but pepperoni pizza is actually an American thing. Uh, Italy, the normal uh, courses for the meals is usually four or five courses. You know, America, we have the appetizer, the dinner, dessert. Italy's uh, around four or five courses. And obvious, I think it's pretty obvious uh, to you guys that pineapple does not exist on pizza in Italy. <laughs> uh, also, Italians do not use a spoon to eat their pasta. Uh, that You know, some people twirl it on the spoon. That is not how they do it in Italy. Salad is served after the main meal in Italy and not before. If you go to a restaurant nowadays, you go to an Italian restaurant, you get your salad before. That's actually an Americanized thing. In Italy, it's more of after the meal. Uh, there are three things that are normally on an Italian dinner table, and that is wine, bread, and water. So if you were to go to Italy and you were to walk around uh, and go house to house, most of those uh, have wine, bread, and water are almost always in an Italian meal. Uh, and also, here's what surprised me. I learned portions in Italy are usually smaller than other parts of the world, which I found interesting because uh, usually when you think about Italian cuisine, you think large portions, big veal parmesans, etc., and it's actually, the portions in Italy are usually a little bit smaller. The first reference to pasta in a book was in the year 1154. So uh, 1154 was the first mention of pasta in a book. All right, everyone, that's uh, the first section of the show. I want to remind you that Q Your Cuisine takes a different cuisine every week or every other week. And we give you mind-blowing facts, stuff that is very interesting about the cuisine. We've done vegetarian. We've done uh, veg uh, vegetarian Irish. We've covered a lot of the different uh, world cuisines. Uh, and what we do is we give you information in the beginning of the show. Then Peter comes on, and he gives you his real-life world experience. He's a world traveler. We did an Irish show on uh, Facebook Live he was talking about how he's been through Ireland, and we talked about that. Uh, then Matt is going to come on, and he's going to give you the best alcohol pairings to the cuisine we're talking about. This week it's Italian cuisine, so Matt will come on, and he'll uh, and he'll give you the best uh, wine pairings to the cuisine. Just want to let you know that. Uh, Normally, we would have co-hosts in the studio with me, so this will be more of an interactive show as the weeks progress. It's just that due to the uh, current situation, they had to do it by phone. All right, let's continue. Uh, let's. They say that the average American eats 6,000 slices of pizza in their lifetime. So think about that. I eat pizza all the time, so mine's probably double. But the average American eats 6,000 slices of pizza over a lifetime. Authentic Italian food is primarily based in a vegetarian form. Uh, if you were to go to Italy, the authentic Italian food it has a lot of vegetarian uh, stuff in it. So it's not all meat. It's a lot of vegetables. Also, uh, it is frowned upon to go to an Italian vegetable grocer and touch the fruits and vegetables and put them back. <laughs> and basically, in their culture, they assume that the, it, it's, it's understood that the produce and vegetables are fresh. So if you go there and you're trying to uh, squeeze the produce, that's actually an insult. The... Uh, the uh, it's already understood that the produce is fresh, assumed to be fresh. Italy has the fifth highest population in Europe. Italy is the third oldest country in the world behind Japan and Germany. Let's look into that. So Japan and Germany are the top two oldest countries in the entire world. And then Italy is third. And uh, great history. If you were to look at history with Japan and Germany, it's an interesting read. Uh, they are the top two mo oldest countries in the world. But it's very interesting if you guys want to Google 
and find out. We'll be doing Japanese food in the weeks to come, and we'll be also doing German food. Italians invented the violin, the cello, and the piano. So uh, the violin, the cello, and the piano was invented by Italians. Italy is home to the oldest continuous-running university. It was started in 1088. I found this mind-blowing. So the oldest uh, continuous-running university, that means they've never stopped running, uh, is located in Italy, and it was started in the year 1088. So that's a long time ago. Uh, Italy is home to the... Oh, lilies are the national flower of Italy. An Italian invented the thermometer, which I found interesting. The thermometer, I mean, what would we do without a thermometer? Uh, That was invented by an Italian. An Italian also invented the battery during the 1800s. So you guys would not be able to run a lot of your electronics uh, without the great Italian people. So the Italian invented battery. That was in the 1800s. Italy has the most hotel rooms in all of Europe. So, you are, are, by the way, our thoughts are with our friends in Italy right now during, uh, you know, this, uh, this horrible time. Uh, so if you're listening in Italy, we want to say our best wishes. Uh but if you once this thing is over, you guys want to travel to uh, Europe, go to Italy. They have the most hotel rooms in all of Europe. Pasta. Now, this is a controversy, but I'm going to put it out there. Pasta is on record as first being eaten in China and not Italy. Now, that's controversial, but that's what I uh, that's the information I received. Now, here's my favorite part of the show. Thomas Jefferson is credited with bringing pasta to America. Now, here's a great story. He was overseas, and he had pasta, and he loved it so much. Now, keep in mind, there were no cameras back there. There was no cell phone cameras. So he actually hand-drew it, the pasta maker, by hand. He drew it, came back to America, and duplicated that pasta maker Uh, from his drawing and that was the first pasta maker in america and he is also credited he was a great gardener he was very skilled at gardening and he is also credited as bringing the first uh crop of broccoli to america so thomas jefferson was a pretty uh pretty well-rounded individual he brought pasta to america by drawing it by hand and then reduplicating it over here uh, and then he actually was one of the first, if not the first, person to grow broccoli. Uh, there are seven, uh, there are roughly, this is a rough estimate, uh, there are roughly 17 million Italian Americans in America. 99% of Italians are literate. They can read and write, which I thought was neat because there's only 1% of the population that cannot read and write. There's 99% can read and write. All three of the uh, Europe's active volcanoes are located in Italy. So, <laughs> so I, you know, you read in the news, I know they had a couple uh, over the last decade or so. Italy gets 60% of its income from tourism. So I encourage everyone, once, you know, once uh, everything is back to normal, I encourage you all, take a trip to Italy, 60% of its of its revenue is from tourism. Around 85% of Italians are Roman Catholic, which uh, that's, that's unbelievable. Italy has one of the lo- lowest birth rates in Europe. Uh, what's happening is, for some bizarre reason, the birth rate in Italy has dramatically decreased. And I know... Uh, I know a lot of friends of mine, Italian-American uh, friends of mine, that have a large family, and that was somewhat assumed to be uh, not that long ago. But actually, Italy has one of the lowest birth rates in Europe. 
And the, uh, the Italians are credited with popularizing the fork. Uh, the fork was a little thing that was out there that wasn't too popular, and they started using it to twirl the pasta, and that actually is how the fork caught on. Uh, so once again, we're done the... Uh, in about five or ten minutes, we're going to be calling my co-host Peter DeFeo. If you're new to the show, we just we've only done one sh- podcast. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a different cuisine every two weeks: uh, Italian, uh, Greek, Irish, etc. And we're going to give you a ton of information at the top of the show, uh, and we're going to uh, you know interact. Uh, through Facebook Live, uh, but you're going to find out a lot of information at the top of the show. Then Peter will uh, come in, and he'll give you his experience, and then Matt's going to come in and give you the best uh, pairings with the cuisine. Uh, Usually we would have multiple people in the studio. That's why it sounds like I'm just rambling off uh, stuff, but uh, our co-hosts have to work over the phone uh, right now. Okay, the first McDonald's opened in Rome in 1986, but was faced with a lot of backlash. Uh, the, a lot of controversy over the first McDonald's that opened in Rome in 1986. The word Italy means land of calves. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, that's something that you can just put in your uh, toolbox. <laughs> and maybe you'll have a trivia question along uh, uh a long time from now, and you can answer it. More than three-quarters of Italy is mountains and hills. It's a very mount- mountainous region uh, and hills. Opera, I didn't. this didn't surprise me. There's a lot of fantastic opera singers, uh, Italian opera singers, but opera started in Italy. It is customary for men in Italy to, to live at home until their 30s. Uh, they're very family-oriented, so it's not unusual to find an Italian uh, that lives at home uh, into their 30s. And uh, the number 17 is not lucky in Italy, surprisingly. Uh, the number 17 is considered unlucky. It is also considered bad luck to sit 13 people at a table, which I can understand. So if you're in a dinner party and they have 13 people that at a dinner table, they consider it bad luck. All right, let's 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 take a break, and we're going to go to my co-host, Peter DeFeo. Peter DeFeo is an actor. He was in The Sopranos. He was in American Gangster. He has over 100 movie credits. Uh, Peter's on the phone. Peter's going to give you his real-life experience uh, with Italy and Italian cuisine. Peter, hello. Hello. How are you doing? Great. Peter, I'm just going to hand you the floor, and you just go, and you have plenty of time. So uh, go ahead, Peter. Talk about Italy. Well, uh, Italy's fantastic. I've been all through Italy and Sicily numerous times. Uh, My first trip to Sicily uh, was just, uh, oh, about 10 years ago. Uh, I came into Palermo, drove over to Messina. By that time, I was starving and hungry, and I went into a restaurant with my lady friend, and the man said, what do you like? That's what I thought he said. <laughs> I said to him, uh, uh, which means everything. I ordered everything he had. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> you should have seen the bill. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, you know, I, have to, I have to be very, very careful. Uh, Tortomino was very nice also. But, of course, the classic stuff is along the Riviera. And uh, when you go up into Florence and uh, all through other parts of Italy, Capri, Anna Capri, eh, sort of commercial. Uh, Sorrento, eh, basic, basic Italian. Uh, you know, there, there's, uh, it's different, just like in America, from area to area to area. But Italian food is a lot different than American food. There, uh, when they put a spread out, um, I'm telling you, cut. Uh, you know, it, it is having the, the fruit, berries, and greens on the table are smell and look beautiful. And that's how they eat fresh fruit. And they do a variety of nutrients. Uh, it's none of this, uh, uh, you know, pre-made food, uh, meat that's processed, uh, you know, uh, all this pepperoni and stuff and all that isn't what they eat. That's just 
a little luxury thing that they might touch here and there. It's it's main. We just mentioned that a lot of vegetables are in their cuisine. Is that right, Peter? They put out a lot of vegetable oh, based. Yeah. They're vegetarians. Right. Uh, they're more vegetarians than anything. Uh, this is why they don't put uh, meatballs in with their pasta. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, so, so they're they're just uh, a tremendous amount of uh, interesting uh, ways that they handle uh, their dinners. And oh, you should see their their uh, dinners. Uh, lunch is, of course, the biggest meal of all. Yes, and uh, five course meals, boom. Of course, when you do the uh, uh, the fish, the uh, holiday of the fish, uh, they go into seven and eight. The courses. seven fishes, yeah, seven fifty. But the average is about four to five courses uh, at a meal. Dinner's a smaller course, and breakfast is is when they have their coffee or cappuccino. I guess to get themselves moving in the morning. Uh, but Italians have a life expectancy. Uh, that is in right in tune with everybody else. Uh, it's uh, for men. It's about in, in the eighty ones, you know, uh, oh, okay. approximately eight, eighty one years old, and uh, that pretty much uh, is life expectancy uh, for uh, Italians, uh, for people in Hong Kong, Japan, Switzerland, Singapore, uh, even Australia and Ireland. Uh, it's about the same same amount, but the people over a hundred have tripled in the past wow. ten years. Really? Uh, wow. of, course, of course, we don't we don't know what this uh, what we're in right now this pandemic and what that's going to do uh, to those figures. Uh, but but they've been uh, their figures have just been getting better and better and better. Uh, Italians uh, are having less children. Um, you know it's. Uh, you know, people joke about it. They say to well, their mothers, tell them, you know, tell the Italian men, uh, be careful, <laughs> don't get hurt. You know, you know, uh, make make sure, uh, you know, if you if you are hurt or bruised, that the swelling goes down before you do anything. So uh, the uh, but you know, it's uh, pizza is a, is and pepperoni and all that stuff, pepperoni pizzas and all are American. Yes, and, we mentioned and that. Maybe you are fantastic in your knowledge, Kevin. Uh, maybe you can answer this question. Go ahead. Uh, American pizza. Why do they take a round pizza? Put it in a square box. Cut in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut it in a triangle and put it in a square box. I, so everyone, I've been asking that question for years. I can't. No one's ever given me. An I think it's to teach people. Well. I think it's to teach people about shapes. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Not one. Th- Peter, that. one thing. I didn't get to it on our fact sheet, but. A thing I found fascinating about Italy, I found out or, uh, that when you go to Italy, you're actually charged at a restaurant sit down. to sit oh, yeah. down. You're just going to sit down. Let's yes. focus on yes. that. Now, I want to make it. Want to repeat it to our great uh-huh. list, our great listeners. When you go to Italy, there's actually a charge to sit down at the table, and it has nothing oh, yeah. to do with the tip. It has nothing to do with anything else. You're actually given yep. a charge just to sit there. <laughs> Get well, Pete. Well, they're trying to curb a lot of people, you know, business people, uh, or think they're business people, uh, will have a meeting in a restaurant. Well, those tables make money, and each table means cash. Right. And if a person's in there sitting with another person uh, and going over business deals, they're charged. You know, even if they're not going to run business deals, so they just take up the space. In a lot of ways, that's those- in a lot of ways that's smart because oh, yes. why should I give a table that I could turn ten times an hour or whatever uh, to someone that's just sitting there and uh, discussing business, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What what if I was a cavoni, as they say in Italian, and I take a girl out for a date to a certain restaurant, but I don't want to spend any money. <laughs> yeah, I just take her in a restaurant. And we sit there and hold hands and talk, you know. Right. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, how are they going to make money? Uh, they they have to. They have to. This is a policy to have. They have to get the people out of there. Now, uh, you know, Italians also. I'm sure you hit on this, Kevin. Uh, Italians are fantastic on creating things and inventions. Think of all the inventions. Oh, we well, mentioned some. Years. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're from from the beginning of time. Do you know why? I figured it out one day. I said to myself, why are Italians that way? Why do Italians have such creativity? Why do Italians uh, think uh, in the future 
and and are creating everything from telephones to electric, you, you yeah. name it. You know, yeah. The reason being is because Italy, uh, being one of the three top first countries in the world, is a peninsula. Right. It's, it's geographic. It, it depends. Sitting out in the middle of the Mediterranean, every body who wants to get on a raft or a boat over centuries, they would hop on a raft, the boat from Morocco, uh, from the Middle East, from you know Africa, from wherever, and they would go across this water landmass you can't see uh, as we see it on a map. It looks like you're out in the ocean, gigantic ocean. Mediterranean is gigantic. And it's beautiful color, a nice uh, deep blue. Uh, all of a sudden, they come to this landmass. By that time, they're pretty hungry. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they're ready they're ready to to uh, rest a little, and they they hit the landmass. And you know what? These people leave. No. They leave their ideas. Yeah. And they leave their sperm, and you have a mix of people, the first mix of people ever. The first uh, melting pot ever in right. Italy. And so the ideas are from all over the world. Also, the Romans uh, would go out and they would bring in people. If they met, if they saw someone in China who was very interesting, they would take them back to Italy. You know, th- this person has a flight of talent. You know, bring it back to Italy. Uh, we'll make you a, uh, you never have to work again. You just do your thing, you know, and enjoy it. Right. Uh, this has been going on for many, many years. And let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Peter. You've been to Italy, obviously. Uh, what are your favorite parts of Italy? They're all so different. Okay. They're all so different. Um, Florence, of course, is classic. The statues and the museums, uh, the river, um, you know, it, it is beautiful and, and very, very classic. And they're very... Uh, arrogant about their classic uh, class. When they, when I talked Italian to them, they knew right away that my mother was from Sicily. Right, because of the my father's from mainland. Right, uh, in my dialogue. Oh, tu sei Siciliana, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. What, what, yeah, really interesting. Um, Pompeii. Oh, what's what? That was so interesting. With the, the town, the city that they had excavated there, and what happened in that earthquake. Uh, volcanic eruption, you know, nope. the, you know, when all those people were instantly killed and uh, uh, died in those areas. Oh, by the way, outside of Pompeii, they stop, and for for the travelers from America, this, uh, of course, um, traveling uh, is the biggest thing in Italy. That's that's where they make the biggest amount of money is by uh, bringing. Yes, sixty percent, sixty percent of their revenue is from tourism. Everybody's a tourist. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, you know, everywhere you go, I'm a tourist. I'm from here. I'm from there. Um, but the, to 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 uh, cater to the tourists, they have American, like an American place right outside of Pompeii with American uh, meatballs and spaghetti and pizza. Well, that's a great that's a great point you just made because I mentioned that when I was doing the fact sheet, uh, there are. Uh, uh, Italian traditions, obviously they don't mix meatballs or chicken with their pasta, but there are tourist sections of Italy that you can have that done. Right, Peter? Oh, yeah. The tourists demand it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, And another crazy thing in Italy, which I'm sure you didn't hit on, is that um, the police judge you right on the spot. They catch you. And the policeman walks back and forth, and he reads your your rights to you, and then he sticks his hand out, and he wants you to pay him. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I whenever I go to to a country, I uh, rent a car, and uh, I drive you know I drive around with my you know United States uh, driver's license and passport, but uh, you have to be very very careful uh, with the laws there, and uh, of course he reads it to you in Italian, and then the guy went nuts because. I couldn't speak Italian. <laughs> he was speaking. Ah! Oh, wow. He's just saying, you know, just saying, uh, jinkle, jinkle, jinkle. And then I put the money out, and he just picked out of my hand what he wanted. It wasn't much, you know, right. $5. Uh, but, uh, 
it, it was it was uh, what it, what had happened. I was very very lucky uh, to go to Italy early early on. I was in my twenties my first time. Uh, I was in my thirties uh, when I won a trip. Uh, to Italy, and when I came home, I wanted to get another trip right back. Uh, but um, most of the time, most of the trips to Italy, uh, I've uh, you know I've, I've had to pay out of pocket. Um, I took a trip. Uh, it, well, uh, the Rome Airport is a major airport, so uh, going to uh, Africa you had to go into, into Italy first, mm-hmm. and and then you go over to Cairo, and then you go over to Greece, you know, and come back, you know. So, so you, you're you're jumping from country to country. Okay, but, Pete. Uh, let me let me just say real quick. If you're just joining us, we are on the phone with Peter DeFeo, my co-host, who would normally be in studio, but for the next couple of weeks, he's going to do it by phone. And we're talking about Italy. Uh, we're giving you fantastic facts about Italian uh, Italy and Italian cuisine. Peter is giving you his expert insight from a person who has actually been to Italy. And this uh, this show, it, the reason I created this show, Peter, was because how many times you go to a restaurant and you're just eating, right? And you don't think about it. Uh, I always thought, what would it be like to eat something and then know how it was created, know about the country that it came from? You know what I mean? There, anybody can go and have a bowl of pasta. I want to know how the pasta was invented. I want to know where it's from. I want to know about the country that it's from. We're just digging a little deeper. Uh, And Peter's giving you his expert opinion from his experience in Italy. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, everyone thinks pasta is Italian, but it's Chinese. That's exactly I'm sure you covered that already. Yeah, we did. It's controversial, but yeah, I covered it. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's just the whole world thinks, oh, when we think of pasta, it's an Italian meal. Uh, many other things. There's many varieties of pasta uh, that you know, uh, gnocchi's, uh, you know, thin pasta, heavy pasta, spaghetti. Six hundred types. In the middle. Uh, there is said Would to be I, there is said to be six hundred different types of pasta. Oh yes, yes. Right. I never counted them. But, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. I, well, my grandmother and I used to make gnocchi's uh, and made out of potato. Right. Uh, and and she would uh, you know r- roll the potato on a uh, on a metal table, a right. porcelain table, and uh, she would roll it out and, and into a like a tail, and then she would cut it into little pieces about a half inch long, and then my little hands, you know, five, six, seven years old, and I'd roll it over a a, a grater, and it would put an interesting pattern on it because it would it would roll up onto my thumb, you know. And I, my my little thumb would come down, broom, 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 and then we drop them in the hot water and cook them right there, and then boom, they cook uh, quickly, and then take them out. Uh, she said, "Peter, never forget uh, about my gnocchis. I'm the best." <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Pete. What was the best meal you've eaten when you were over in Italy? What was your favorite? Uh, let's see. Was it in Tortamino? It might have been in Tortamino. Uh, eh, you know, uh, along the coast, along the uh, west coast of Italy, uh, the Riviera, there were some fantastic meals. Uh, but And they were so informal, so fresh. Uh, it's more of an art putting the plates together, you know, putting the look of it together and making things. They're not actually... Like in America, we think of a meal, and you go to a chef, and the chef makes up this fancy food for you. It's not like that. Uh, it, they're mostly vegetarians, and they mostly eat a, a variety of fruit, about five different types of fruit a day. Oh. And that keeps them young. That keeps that keeps them going. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's good for you uh, that they're thin. They don't eat. Uh, the volume of food we eat in America. Don't be shocked when you go out and get a sandwich and there's one little piece of, of something in it and a big piece of bread on the top and bottom after sandwich. It's like, is this all I'm getting, you know? You're right. Uh, France is almost that bad, but, but Italy's even worse. I- Italy, Italy gets So what was, what, was, what was the actual food item that you had that you loved? What was the food? What was the item? 
I, I eat. I eat to live. Right. Rather than live. Exactly. That's and and, and um, I really can't think, think of one of, thing. Uh, yeah, and Messino, I almost got sick with having to eat all that food off that. When I told the guy, yeah, dude, the cause of everything. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I thought he meant, you know, what do you like? You know, um, right. let's see. Um, there was Sorrento was nice. Okay, Sorrento was very nice. Uh, they had uh, a game they liked to play, uh, where uh, a guy gets between nails down between the lady's legs, and uh, she, uh, you know, he, she claps and tries to catch him with her knees. You know, I mean, it's really there. <laughs> they, <laughs> now, somebody, like somebody just texted me. They're like, "Why is it called Curio Cuisine?" Uh, I forgot to mention we also integrate uh, trivia contest during the show so what we're going to do today if you guys go to facebook live uh you'll see that we're going to do an interactive game with people on facebook and we're going to ask trivia questions obviously today is about italy about italian uh, trivia so peter yeah, i was uh, already with my italian outfit Right, right, right. Uh, I can't wait to have you back in the studio with us, pal. I mean, I'm very excited to have, you know, once this show becomes an interactive conversation uh, with me and you, it'll be, you know what I mean? It's going to be great. Yeah, I have a call coming in from New York in about five minutes. Sounds good. A a show that we're doing up in there. Uh, We're getting everything ready. We're, We're just waiting dying for this thing to end right uh, so we get back to work i'll tell you what uh, i'll tell you what peter let's get your plugs in and then we're going to come back so go, go ahead pete uh, tell everybody where they can find you tell uh your acting credentials etc yeah you, the best place is going to i m d d that's international movie database you put my name on the internet my name's everywhere uh, as Kevin and everybody knows, is going Peter DeFeo. Peter DeFeo, mob boss. No, that's not me. That's another Peter <laughs> DeFeo. <laughs> but Peter I'm DeFeo, you have played a lot of Italian characters, uh, Sopranos, oh, yeah. and American <laughs> Gangster, and all that. So I uh, played a lot of Jewish roles too. Yes, Muslim yes. roles, and and uh, some African roles, uh, Mexican. Uh, I was a, a crossing guard, a guard in, in Mexico. Right, uh, lucky Frank. So if they want to, if they want to get a hold of you, it's uh, Peter DeFeo, IMBD. No, uh, if they want to see me, Peter DeFeo, IMDb, or they could even go on YouTube and see some of my uh, singing and what have you. Uh, IMDb will tell them uh, all uh, a lot of the shows I've been in. Doesn't show most of the TV shows. Right, a lot of the TV shows like uh, uh, Happy, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, just just so many of them that I've been on, and and being on them all the time. Awesome. Um, did some commercials and everything else, uh, but the, right now we're working on some stuff that we want to get off the ground. One is called Family. Uh, you know, which uh, we're going to release a Mickey Rooney movie uh, shortly, awesome. and it'll be on his birthday, August the twenty third. Nice. His last movie. Uh, I was an Indian in that, an American Indian. Nice. Uh, but the uh, you know it's. It's been it's been a real nice a real nice trip, but uh, we're coming up with a TV show called Crazy Italians, and it has uh, everybody in it: Italians, Jewish people, Polish, Irish, uh, you, you name it. And in fact, you're going to be on it. That's right. Yes, we're I'll be I'll be show. on that TV show. Believe it or not, you guys are going to actually see me on a TV show with Peter. This is going to be nuts. Uh, He's going to play my son. Right. <laughs> Peter, you thank didn't know that, did you? <laughs> No, I didn't know that either. Peter, thank <laughs> you for joining us. Uh, we're going to be, our next show is going to be May 11th. It's going to be about Greek cuisine. So I want to thank Very you, Peter. Good. good luck, guy. And we'll talk good to luck. you on the 11th. Thank you. thank you, Peter. Have a nice day. Bye bye. Okay, that was actor Peter DeFeo, Sopranos, American Gangster. He's been in tons of movies. I think he's been in over 100 movies. Uh, He is my co-host. Normally, he would be in studio with me, and we would be bouncing stuff back and forth. I just received a text. They're like, why is the show called Q Your Cuisine? Well, here is why it's called Q Your Cuisine. Uh, I want everyone to go to Facebook. Q-U-E-U-E, Your Cuisine. 
Uh, look us up on Facebook. Like our page, and you'll get much more information. Uh, but what we do is we give you facts about the cuisine. We give you Peter's real-life experience with the country we're talking about. Our next show is uh, in two weeks. It's going to be about Greek cuisine. And here is the cue part of our show. What you do is you answer uh, these trivia questions by emailing diningonadime at yahoo.com. Here are the trivia questions. Uh, if you get the trivia right, the person with the most questions answered correctly gets a $15 restaurant gift card to any restaurant of your choosing. Here are the, here are the questions. Ready? Question number one. I'm going to give you five in total. Question number one. What is polenta made from? What is polenta made from? Question number two. What is the main ingredient in risotto? Question three, what is sepressata? And then the next question is, what liquor is used in many Italian desserts? Those questions are for our people listening at home. So if you are not listening live with us and you're listening from home, uh, you answer those questions, dining on a dime at yahoo.com, and uh, the person who gets the most questions correct is going to get a $15 uh, gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Uh, I want to make it very clear that uh, if you're listening to this two weeks from now, three weeks from now, whenever, you can still win a $15 restaurant gift card just by emailing dining on a dime at yahoo.com and answering these five questions real quick. First question, what is polenta made from? Second question, what is the main ingredient in risotto? What is soppressata? And what liquor is used in many Italian desserts? If you answer those questions by emailing diningonadime at yahoo.com, the person who answers the most right, it doesn't matter if you're listening to this five, six weeks from now. If you get those answers correct, we will mail you a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing right now. We have our alcohol expert, we're going to call him for this show, Matt Maratea. Matt, please, uh, let's talk about Italian cuisine, buddy. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I tell you, I, I started getting hungry just listening to you read off the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, talk about the pairings we can have with our favorite Italian food. Uh, what do you recommend in the alcohol uh, part of Italian? Go ahead, Matt. Okay. Well, uh, in terms of making uh, doing alcohol pairings with Italian food, if you stopped at just a red or a white wine, that would be fine. But uh, you know, we, we want to go a little bit beyond that. We want to do something uh, a little bit different here. And as you know, and as we talked about last time, my background isn't in wine. My background is in beer. So I've always, uh, since I've become more and more familiar with it, I've been trying to find uh, new ways uh, to pair beer with Italian food. Maybe, you know, change it up from, you know, a, a glass of Chianti or, or a Pinot Grigio, right? So uh, one of the things that I've found is, especially if you're going through a couple courses, you know, as is sort of the Italian way, they fill you up with some food, and then they fill you up with some more food, and then maybe some more at the back end. But uh, if you're looking at something like a, uh, a cheese plate or an antipas, uh, you're going to want something that will complement sort of the creamy pugnaciousness of the cheese but can stand up to dealing you know, with your cold cuts, with your, your soprasades, your capicolas, uh, prosciutto. So, uh, you know, I have one or two suggestions for that. If you're looking for something uh, a little bit funky, you can go with something like a lambic beer or a sour. Um, we've got a great one locally. Uh, if you've heard of Dogfish Head, they have a variety called Noble Rot. Uh, don't let the name uh, scare you or push you away. But <laughs> Real quick, Matt, I'm sorry. Real place. quick, I'm sorry to bug you. Uh, right now, we have just started Facebook Live. So if you are listening to okay. this show live, 
Uh, we just started our li- Facebook Live. Uh, the Facebook Live uh, will have an interactive trivia game when you're done your segment, Matt. But I just want to let everyone know that if you go to Facebook Live, KJW25 uh, side slash, uh, you can watch us Facebook Live and answer the trivia. So I just want to let the listeners know Matt's going to have a ton of time to tell us what he, uh, his expert opinions. And uh, we're on Facebook Live right now, facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash. I'm about, once Matt's done his segment, we're going to give you five trivia questions. Whoever answers the most out of those five will win a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Go ahead, Matt. Finish your segment, pal. Okay, no problem. And hello to everyone on Facebook Live. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, as I was saying, um, for uh, the antipas course, if you're having a little cheese and cold cuts, you want something that's going to have a hint of sourness to sort of balance the salty, the sweet you get from the cheese and the meat. You could also go with something a little brighter or a little more citrusy. If you like uh, white beer or, say, a blue moon that has that combination of coriander and orange peel that's going to complement those cheeses and meats nicely, and pretty much anything else in that uh, beer category, uh, white beer or white beer, wit beer if you prefer, uh, is going to work well. Now, when you get on to pasta, things may seem a little bit more difficult, but you have a couple of different options there too. You have one uh, which is, you know, a more of a cocktail which I like, um, especially depending on how you do your tomato sauce, right? Uh, right. Sometimes, like, there, there's a differ, uh, difference a little bit in my family. My sister, she likes to make her sauce uh, with a little less spice. It's almost a little sweeter. You, the tomatoes really get the shine through. Okay. Real quick, but, Matt, I just want to remind people, we are live on Facebook. Uh, we're doing an Italian cuisine show. Uh, if you guys want to log on to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash, and you can interact and play the trivia game with us live. Go ahead, Matt. Right. So when you have the tomatoes and you have that brightness and that acidity, I need something to cut it. So it may seem a little odd pairing a Moscow mule with your pasta, especially with your tomato sauce, but it actually works great. Because you have that bitterness from the ginger and that little bit of bite, it is able to cut through, and it actually really helps refresh your palate and helps you enjoy each little uh, roll, uh, fork roll of pasta even more. Uh, you know, the next bite around. But that's something that I like, and also if you have, say, a little bit of a spicier sauce, like I add probably too much, well, arguably too much red pepper to mine. Uh, you know, because I like a nice little kick to it, and I like the next day when it's a little, a uh, little bit more, uh, sorry, spicy. Uh, you want to go with something a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner, because you have that heat coming from the sauce. So you can grab any sort of uh, Italian pilsner or sort of an American pilsner if you prefer. But I think that one. It's hard uh, to steer away from the classic Italian lager, uh, Pironi. That works really, really well for that. Uh, Another typical dish that you might enjoy is uh, I really like to make sort of a steak tips uh, pizzaiola. So I get my steak tips. Yeah, steak tips, a little bit of that red sauce with some kick to it. Melt the, uh, the mozzarella on it. And I mean, I could eat that almost any day but sometimes i would prefer to have a uh, beer with it instead of you know say your uh chiantes or maybe sort of an oakier earthy chardonnay Uh, for something like that i need again something with just a hint of bitterness to sort of cut through that because i have the sauce and then i have the cheese so that's going to give me that sort of unctuousness but then again, I need bitter. So I'm going to look more towards uh, an IPA in that situation. 
uh, you know, not something double or triple or imperial or anything like that, but something crisp, something uh, sort of like a West Coast IPA. Like, say, uh, I could bring home uh, Zed's West Coast IPA, pair that with the steak tips, and that would be fantastic because that's all going to balance out. And that's sort of one of the key themes that you find in a typical Italian meal. All the flavors are meant to sort of balance out with each other. Yes. Or at least what I've come to find. And uh, maybe you're not doing pasta. I Another thing I love is a nice risotto. I, I'm better than rice sometimes. I'm craving it more than pasta. It's also a nice um, option for those who aren't necessarily looking for all that gluten. Uh, so I think, especially if you're going to go with a marsala sauce or something a little bit more earthier, if you've got mushrooms involved, then you can grab a nice brown ale. If you grab a nice brown ale, that's going to complement everything that's happening uh, on your plate uh, with the risotto, with the mushrooms, uh, with, I tend to have like a, maybe a shaved pecorino uh, on top of that as well. Nice. Uh, I think all those flavors are going to meld together really, really beautifully. And if you grab, say, a brown ale or perhaps something with uh, honey, if you can make it a honey brown ale, then you're really in business there. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Matt, give your credentials because we're going to be going into the game. Go ahead, pal. Give your credentials. Where do you work? Uh, and then talk about your podcast. Yeah. Uh, as always, I uh, work at Zed's Beer, a uh, brewery in Marlton, New Jersey. Uh, we just recently won a pair of gold medals for our Pale Ale, our uh, Pale 42, and our Dry Irish Stout. Wow. Uh, I've been working working there for... Over two and a half years, almost. We're going to be closing in on uh, three before long. Uh, brewing, canning, serving, uh, pretty much doing a little bit of everything while I'm there. We're uh, still serving, uh, well, uh, for to goes and drive ups. We're doing beer and cans, beer and crawlers. If anybody wants to swing by or is in the Marlton, New Jersey area by Route 70. Um, we would be happy to serve you anytime noon through eight, uh, Monday through Sunday. And my podcast, if you want to hear me talk more about beer, uh, food, other things, and some sports that go along with it, uh, I run my own podcast, the Sporting Chance Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, on SoundCloud, and I have a Twitter and Instagram account to go with both of those. The at Sport Chance Pod. Uh, try to update it every week, usually on a Friday, uh, and be on the lookout. There's usually some type of companion piece on the uh, beer that I drink. Nice. Uh, maybe a little history about the brewery, different things like that. Uh, yeah. And we're also That's you're good. also going to be Pod. you're also going to be hearing Matt every two weeks on this podcast. Uh, that was mm -hmm. incredible information. We're getting a lot of thumbs up from your segment. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. We'll see you on May 11th. We're going to be talking Greek cuisine. Okay, Matt. One of my favorites. Awesome. Yeah, right well, we're going to be doing. You're going to be doing pairings for us uh, for Greek cuisine on the 11th. Thanks a lot, Matt. We'll talk to you then. No problem. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Now let's get into the Q part of our show. Q your cuisine. Q Q U E U. Wait. Q U E U E your cuisine. Uh, look us up on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, and follow us because uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear some amazing stuff. All right, let's go to our Facebook Live uh, viewers. Uh, we just went on Facebook Live. Facebook.com forward slash kgw25 forward slash. Here are the trivia questions for our friends on Facebook Live. Person that answers the most trivia will get a fifteen dollar. Uh, gift card to a restaurant of your choice. Question one. Tiramisu is made with what kind of alcohol? Tiramisu made with what kind of alcohol? Question two. What is prosciutto? 
Uh, question three. What is the main ingredient in gnocchi? Question four. Focaccia is a type of what? Question five. What is the Italian name for ice cream? Those are very simple questions. Uh, go to Facebook Live, uh, facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash person who answers the most questions out of those five uh, will receive a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Tiramisu is made with what kind of alcohol? Question two, what is prosciutto? Question three, what is the main ingredient in gnocchi? Question four, focaccia is a type of what? Question five, what is the Italian name for ice cream? I'm going to leave Facebook on for about a minute after we're done the show. Uh, whoever goes to Facebook Live and answers those the most questions out of those five will receive a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. If you're playing from home, once again, you can also win a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. If you're listening to the show from home three weeks from now, four weeks from now, a month from now, uh, question month, uh, one for our friends at home, what is polenta made from? Question two for our friends at home, what is the main ingredient in risotto? Question three, what is soppressata? And question four is what liquor is used in many Italian desserts? If you're listening to this show, May, June, July, August, September, email diningonadime at yahoo.com and let us know the answers to those questions, and the person that answers the most questions out of those uh, will get a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Uh, Facebook Live, you still have time to answer your questions. If you're listening uh, from home, uh, please note it's a podcast. You can stop, rewind, and listen to the questions again. I'm not going to repeat the questions for the people at home 75 times. So once again, uh, Q Your Cuisine takes a different cuisine each week. Today was Italian. Uh, we give you about a half hour of very mind-blowing facts about the cuisine. And then we give you our uh, co-host, Peter DeFeo, has traveled the world. He's been in almost every country. He gives you his personal experience like he did today with Italian cuisine. And he lets you know what it's like in the country. We taught the one interesting thing that Peter brought up was that you get charged just for going into an Italian restaurant in Italy. So I thought that was interesting. So when you go to Italy, you're actually charged a seating fee. Uh, so I thought that was pretty fascinating. Uh, next show is in two weeks, May 11th. We will be covering Greek cuisine. Uh, on May 11th. Once again, this podcast is Q Your Cuisine. Uh, I created it because I was at a, a restaurant, I was eating a meal, and I said, wait a second, I would like to know the facts behind this cuisine. And I thought about it and thought about it, and that's how this show was created. A lot of people just eat whatever's in front of them, but they don't think about uh, how it was created, the history, the country it came from. And that is the purpose of this show. Uh, we've gotten rave reviews from our first show. Our first show was a little bit chaotic, uh, but we got rave reviews. Uh, that is why we stopped doing the Facebook Live interaction until the end of the show. And uh, that was because it's just too much going on. Uh, so from now on, when we record May 11th, if you're listening live, you want to go to Facebook Live, facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash and you'll be able to play the game live with us. We're going to start doing it the last 10 minutes of the show. Uh, so on May 11th, you can join us at 4.50 p.m. if you want to win the prize. Uh, the questions have already been made. Uh, once this uh, video is finished, uh, you can also still answer the questions on Facebook Live. So uh, just listen, uh, watch the video again. And then you can still answer the questions, win a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choice. This podcast is the brother to the Dining on a Dime podcast. Just go to Google, Dining on a Dime podcast, search it. Uh, we're available on all podcast platforms. We teach people how to save money. There's an excellent show on the platform right now that will help you save a ton of money at the supermarket. I want to thank everyone for joining us. 
May uh, in two weeks. We're coming back all about Greek cuisine in two weeks. Thank you very much. Have a-